Hello everyone, and welcome back to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, your American friend with a passion for British Royal history. If you enjoy royal media in addition to current events and history within the British royal family, then you have found your home. Hit that subscribe button, hit that bell icon so you can stay up to date on all things happening here on the channel. Books. We've been talking a lot about books in the royal family, specifically Prince Harry's book Spare and what his intent was, how it's probably not going well for him and whatnot, but books are incredibly important within the royal historian royal sphere. There's books on fashion, there's biographies, books about homes there's a significant output of royal books both ones that they have directly contributed to and some that are done by historians or other friends my royal collection is ever growing and ever expanding and in the spirit of talking about books recently and everything about that today we're going to talk about my top five favorite books that i have in my collection these are in no particular order I read a lot, I enjoy reading, and royal history is something that, of course, I enjoy reading and sharing. So today, stay tuned as we talk about my top five favorite royal books in my collection. But before we get into that today, comment down below. What are some of your favorite royal books? I would really love to hear and have a fun discourse down there. First, we have the, the book, the book. Diana, in her own words, by Andrew Morton. This is actually the special 25th anniversary edition of the book, where it actually not only has the original book that came out in 1992, but it also has extra pictures. It has transcripts from their meetings that then went on to be that Netflix documentary. But this, in my opinion, is an essential into any royal, royal, royal collection. And why do I say that? This was the book that really undid the lid with the House of Windsor and really showed things. What was going on inside, as we all know, Diana, Princess of Wales, she had a really rough time within the royal family. She struggled in her own right. She didn't have a happy marriage with the now King Charles. It was a very tumultuous time. She really didn't seem to understand them. They really didn't seem to understand her. There was a lot of going on behind the scenes, and it's really powerful to not only read the original book that Andrew put out, but also to go back and read her actual words, see real photographs. Let me find some. Like here we have, again, these are tra actual transcripts from those interviews. We have actual pictures in this, and it really helps in my opinion, shell out more of her character, who she was. And again, it's just, it's just a staple in every collection. This is really the book that started it all in terms of really exposing behind the scenes with the Royal family in the house of Windsor. And of course, knowing that she directly contributed with this book, in my opinion, helps make it that much more powerful. But yes, Diana, in her own words, this is one of my favorites. I reference back to it a lot. I really enjoyed reading it. I read it digitally at first, and then I just wanted to have, I like reading uh, physical books more than digital copies. So I really wanted to have an actual tangible copy of it. But yes, Diana, in her own words, and this one actually has a new portion of it in the afterword where it's reflecting back on everything. And it can just helps give it better context. I really enjoy Andrew Morton's writing style. I think it's really great. I think it's very, you can tell if someone has written a lot academically and someone who has written a lot of like prose and English. And this rides that line wonderfully. 
that makes it both packed with information, but it doesn't feel like you're reading history. So I really enjoy Andrew Morton's writing style, but Andrew Morton, Diana, in her own words, a staple in any royal collection. Next, we have Lady in Waiting, My Life in the Shadow of the Crown by Lady Anne Glenn Connor. This was a book that I didn't know what I was walking into, and I couldn't have been more surprised in the best way possible. Lady Glen Connor was one of the ladies-in-waiting to Her Royal Highness the Princess Margaret, Countess of Snowden. She knew both Queen Elizabeth II and Princess Margaret when they were children. Her family was really close with King George V, King George VI, and the Queen Mother. This gives a wonderful outsider's perspective of being in the royal fold and what it really means to be close, but also her own life story. It was, I walked into this book thinking it was just going to be about royal life, but it was so much more. It documents her life, her children, her uh, deaths that she's experienced, the deaths of some of her children that really touched my heart, mystique, after reading this book, I really wanted to like become best friends with Lady Glenn Connor. She's lived such a wild and wonderful life. There are, of course, pictures in this book as well. You get to a certain point within the book that you really just can't put it down. It's As you can see, it's not very big, but it's such a quick and very good read. And it also helped color in a different character of Princess Margaret. Princess Margaret has this really tumultuous relationship in history, being spoiled, demanding, rotten, kind of rude. But here, this really this really helped humanize and turn my opinion about Princess Margaret around. I 100% recommend and say this is a staple in, should be in someone's royal collection, especially from the outsider's perspective. What it's like being in, you hear about the stressful debutante season and her own coming out, her own marriage, being running her own home, the coronation. She was a lady-in-waiting at Queen Elizabeth's coronation, hearing that side of it in rehearsals. And there's so much history that this woman has experienced that is so fascinating to read about. I highly recommend this. I've referenced this book a lot when talking about Princess Margaret because, again, it, it's this other side to her and how much they really leaned on each other. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend Lady-in-waiting by Lady Anne Glen Connor. Our next one, 99 Glimpses of Princess Margaret by Craig Brown. This one, again, there are some pictures in it. It is, as you would say, you know, 99 Glimpses. This does have 99 chapters, so we at least like that through line there. This one is the other side of the coin. So Lady-in-Waiting is the very personal, intimate, how close Lady Glen Connor was. You get to see... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A very intimate portrait of Princess Margaret, and it really humanizes her. This is the other side of the coin. These are stories from her friends. These are stories from the people she socialized with. In my opinion, this book really reinforces that historical stereotype of what Princess Margaret has become to be known as. This demanding, spoiled, you think you're getting close to her, but then she snaps on a dime, and she can be really mean and demanding. This is one of those books that reinforces that, which is why some historians have problems with it. I bought it and read it purely, again, trying to understand her. Princess Margaret is has become one of my favorite royals because of how flawed she was and because of how, again, the concept of heir and spare, she didn't really have much of a role. She really didn't have much that she needed to do. She didn't know what she was doing and she, there wasn't really much of a place for her. So she's become, she's become this weird i could i could talk about her for hours but this one really helps you understand where that side of her reputation came from this demanding rude spoiled kind of flippant heavy drinker smoker the type of bull she was attracted to when it comes to friendships so this one i i liked it i think it's important it's one of my favorites because it helped me understand where that stereotype and behavior came from and i like knowing oh this is why people believe that way and this is how the media ran with it and some of her more wild stories that helped reinforce that but then we have lady in waiting that helps color in the other side and you really these two together in my opinion without having known her without having breathed the same air as her this to me really gives a good idea in terms of where her reputation came from and kind of what she was like behind closed doors these really helped give me a better understanding of princess margaret and made me really curious about her our next one you've heard me reference this multiple multiple times elizabeth the queen by sally Bettlesmith. smith this one is like the beacon of information about the late Queen Elizabeth II. There's so many pictures from her wedding. There's so much jam-packed in here about her growing up, her childhood, her education. There's so much more going on here. There's so much jam-packed into it. Now, this one, this is an older edition, so this one doesn't have anything past, I want to say, 2016, 2017. This is, this is an older book. I have read it a lot. I've read it a few times. This is just such a staple. This is such a great starting point. This has such great information to really help you understand her a little bit better and also to get a better understanding from an administrative working side behind the curtain. Now, personal side living behind it it, this this really stays much about business this really stays much about her work and doesn't really get too much into the emotional behind the scenes stuff there are moments where it does do that but for me this is a great starting point it does have some wonderful touching moments it does tug at your heartstrings a little bit but this one you can just see right here it's huge you can see where (laughs) the pictures are it's it's gigantic it's a great starting point. There's another book that's just about this size, about Prince Charles, that 
Sally Bettlesmith has done. And again, in my opinion, this is just a great starting point. This huge book, it is laborious to get through at times. Things can get really dry, but you can always come back to it. I've referenced this book multiple times. This is sort of like my tech quote unquote textbook that I like to come back to because it is a great point. It's a great starting point for research. I can start here and pull, begin to pull things from it and then go check other sources. And this is a great starting point for a lot of research that I do have. So this one, fantastic. And last but certainly not least, we have The Little Princesses. The Little Princesses by Marion Crawford. This is the book that Queen Elizabeth II and Princess Margaret's nanny wrote. This book was such a controversy in its time. There's a whole forward to this book that talks about why this book backfired on the royal family in terms of in terms of what the general scope of the book was supposed to be how possibly the queen mother was involved but then there's a lot of alleging in the start of this book where the royal family was actually more involved than what they were but they needed a scapegoat so they blamed it on marion crawford and it's kind of in the realm of things with today with the royal family and media with how they have this direct connection with the media and they can manipulate things and get make people scapegoats so it does lightly reinforce that in the forward but the point is book it's the entire childhood of Princess Elizabeth and Princess Margaret. It talks about when they were just little toddlers, little infants, especially when Princess Margaret was just an infant and how Marion got to be in the position where she was. It talks about the abdication. It talks about what it was like on their side, from the children's side, and how much she had to protect both the little princesses, what it was like for them with the coronation, moving into Buckingham Palace, and how laborious it was to get around Buckingham Palace and the rooms that they lived in. It goes into talking about the war. And one thing I didn't know about going into this is they didn't start out in Windsor Castle. We know that Princess Elizabeth and Princess Margaret, they stayed at Windsor Castle for the entirety of the war, but they actually were up in Balmoral. And they stayed in Balmoral for a little bit, made their way back to London at Buckingham Palace, then spent the rest of the war at Windsor Castle and the drills that they'd have to do and why they went into Panam the, the Panamime theater shows. And this fully exp- explained a lot in my, in my opinion, seeing how they were grown up, the disparity in their educations, how they only wanted to spend more time with each other. And when the bell of responsibility began to ring, how it even no matter what it didn't really divide them but it did divide them in similar ways so this book on top of these three right here elizabeth the queen nine dying glimpses of princess margaret and lady in waiting this book was a wonderful starting point and it really brought you personally closer to them this was a book you can i understand why it was so controversial in its time i understand because it's this is very very intimate this gets very personal you you hear the personal rooms that they lived in where they had a shared room then it's it, it's i cannot recommend this book enough in terms of royal upbringing further explaining the moment of oh this is why you behave this way this really did that for me and i again reference this book a lot i cite this book a lot because it has a lot that you can pull from i cannot recommend this book enough now, I do have an honorable mention for us fashion lovers, for our 
sartorial lovers that we are trying to understand what royal fashion does and really what it communicates and that's this book the lady die lookbook this one specifically is about princess diana there's another one i have up here that begins to go into detail but this one truly is the detail that you want this book breaks down every you can even see here where i bookmarked sections of it this goes through every single period of fashion in princess diana's life back when she was just a sloan ranger and when that style before she was even royal and dating through till up through till her death this covers everything and also what she was trying to communicate yes knowing what she wore is important if you care about that but i like the deeper level what is it communicating what was she doing here and this book does that so i if you are a royal fashion lover i cannot recommend this book enough and one thing i do appreciate in terms of the i kind of giggled a little bit it's not comedic but it made me giggle is at the end of certain sections, it will tell you what you need to wear to achieve this look. So if you really enjoy Princess Diana's fashion, want to understand royal fashion and how important it is, how they communicate and whatnot, this is your starting point. This is what I would recommend starting out. So here we have it right here, my top five favorite royal books in no particular order. These books give very intimate glimpses about the royals that they are talking about. It helps give you better perspective, better understanding on how these people tick and helps put history in better context to these people and helps humanize them. You know, royals are still people. They have their faults. These books talk about them and some of them they were even involved with. Let me know down below what are some of your favorite royal books. I would love to see them and see if I have them in my larger collection. I have a bookshelf right over here that has so many more. But sound off in the comments below. I would love to hear what you have to say. Thank you all for watching. Stay safe out there and I will see you in the next one.